Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host, Andrew Shutsky, and I've got Perry Zhang with me today, too. Um, welcome to the show, Perry. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Andrew. A little background for Perry. He lives in the Seattle area. He's the founder and CEO of Cashflow Portal, a premier real estate syndication software. So he's a tech geek, just like myself. He's also, of course, a multifamily investor and a little bit over, what, 550 units under management? What's your, what's your official number today? Yeah, 580 units syndicated. Perfect, perfect. So he's working uh, part-time, or I should say full-time as an engineering, man engineering manager for Lyft. He's got his own company going on. He's also investing. So just like myself, very, very busy man. So thanks again once, once for, uh, for joining again, Perry. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, happy to take the time. So tell us first off, I mean, wanted to make this, this episode really focused about around the benefits of a portal. What can it do for an investor? How does it help them raise money, manage assets? So give us a background. What the heck, what's a portal anyway, and how does it help? Yeah. Um, so I want to, yeah, a, a, a investor portal, uh, just the portal itself is a way for investors to keep track of their distributions and investments. Um, I invest in six deals. Um, as a passive investor as well. And my problem statement is when I go, when I try to figure out how much distributions I've gotten over all my six deals, I couldn't really have a good way to figure that out until I log into each person or I emailed them uh, to get that information. So from an investor point of view, uh, it's really easy to invest in a deal. It's really easy to keep track of distribution, to keep track of updates and K1s in one centralized location. The benefit for the syndicator is uh, if you need to raise you know, $5 million out of 170 investors or 100 investors, 50K each, um, you need to sign 50 DocuSigns. Uh, and that's a pain in the butt. You need to keep track of who has signed, who has not signed, who has wired, who has not wired. When you send them the, um, the, uh, the wire instructions, they will ping you every single day to make sure that you receive the wire, right? Like it's $50,000, they just went out of their door. I so the ability to streamline that equity-based process is really important. So now that's the logistics of raising equity, uh, which is we create this amazing software to help you uh, streamline your equity raising to help the syndicators save time and energy and help the investors become more informed of what's going on with their investments. Uh, we have a separate um, uh, part of Cashflow Portal. So Cashflow Portal is not just a investor portal. Uh, it is also a investment platform. Um, you can think of it as the social network or the, uh, uh, the dating website for investors and syndicators. And the problem statement there is, is syndicators um, always want to expand their investor network. Um, they always want to have more money on their next deal, but they are afraid of other syndicators poaching on their investor list. Their investors says they have created for a long time, spend time cultivating them. 
That's the problem statement for the syndicators. The problem statement for the passive investors is there are a lot of people who work in tech, who work in high income jobs, that have quite a bit of money to invest, upper middle class, and they just do not know where to invest besides the stock market and the crypto. And they are always worried that a week from now, the stock market might crash, right? And so those people are stashing their cash, hoping to buy another rental property. But guess what? In these coastal cities, the down payment is anywhere from 100 to 200K. I just don't believe that you need to save up 200K to make one single investment. So that's the problem statement for the passive investors. So what does cash, well, no, what does, what does cash flow pro do in that sense to connect these two? So the rules are a passive investor can discover syndicators, but not the other way around, okay? The second rule is you cannot, you are not, it's not possible to poach other syndicators, passive investors, because there's no way for you to discover them, right? Mm -hmm. And the third rule is you can increase your presence by having an amazing track record, an amazing bio, so that the passive investors might find you interesting and set up a call to, to talk to you. And if they like you, they will add themselves to your investor database. I'll pause here and maybe get your initial thoughts. You're yeah, let's, un let's unpack that a bit. I think you hit on a number of key points there. One is, okay, what is a portal and what does it bring to investors? And you explained that, articulated it quite well. And you talked about the perspectives of what it brings as a passive investor and also as a syndicator. And it kind of helps. I like what you called it a uh, social network. I call it kind of a glue. So it's more than just a tool or a process to facilitate, you know, the documentation, the DocuSigns. That's, that in itself is a huge benefit. But I want to expand a bit. I want to have you expand a bit on, you know, you talked about, you know, not, not poaching and, and not being able to get visibility. How specifically does it help get visibility to network people to, for syndicators to find investors or investors to find syndicators? How does that look? I mean, just describe that visually for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. So the syndicators, you're not, you don't know who are the passive investors out there. Uh, it's similar to the dating app called Bumble, where mm -hmm. only the woman can make their first mover. Mm -hmm. So the passive investors have their first mover advantage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but the passive investors, these are the people who, you know, make 100K plus in salary and they have some income. They are upper middle class. They are like browsing, trying to find an investment opportunity. They stumble upon your bio and saw that you have syndicated two deals. And these are the track records of your deal. These are the podcasts that you host. And these are the people you know. And these may be the reviews or the references you have. So some of it is reputation management. Some of it is transparency. And some of it is kind of word of mouth. And then they found you interesting and they will schedule a call with you, right? This is a marketplace with all marketplace. It takes it takes a network effect. So, um, so, so what happens is the passive investor found interesting. They will say, "I myself to this person's investor database." On the back end, that investor becomes part of your database, and that is synced with your CRM of choice, such as HubSpot or Active Campaign or Mailchimp. So, um, so, and then you also get a ping on your email saying that someone just add themselves to your investor database. Uh, we also try to be super SEC compliant, which means that when they add it to your database, they will specify how well they know you. The choices could be, I don't know this person yet. Uh, I want to know this person. I met him once. I met them twice. I met them three times or more, or I have a substantive relationship with this person. And you can only raise money from the people uh, I'm substantive relationships are 506B, right? So sure. uh, try to be very uh, SEC compliant. Um, 
Then once you know that someone is interested, uh, you can go ahead and uh, and reach out to them. It's like your personal landing page. Now you're trying to do the same thing with like contact me, right? The beautiful thing is because everyone has a single login at this point, when they add themselves to your investor database, they don't need to type in their first name, last name, how much they want to invest with their phone number because that's saved to their profile already. So they just click on one button, they connect it with you, um, this social network. So it's almost like a, I mean, to summarize, it's like a matchmaking app for, you know, investors is that you meant you kind of gave the analogy of dating, which is a great example. And, you know, you, you mentioned, Hey, there's some criteria, like how much you're looking to invest in. Is there things like, you know, my investment strategy, is that all part of the equation as well? Can I filter a search on like short, medium, long-term holds value add versus, you know, stabilized investments? Is that all part of the equation as well? Yeah. So that's a really good suggestion. I'm going to put that down into our roadmap. Uh, um, we are not even uh, close to there yet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always good. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, we, we, during the kickoff, we talked about a little bit of tech. And we both have that in our blood. And I always just think about put yourself in the shoes of the person you're trying to be the user, right? If you're an investor, you're not thinking, hey, I want to go look for a portal. You're thinking, I want to find investments, right? And you're thinking about what type, what type of investments do I want? Which, what's going to be the best fit for me? So I think all that considered, uh, the less work you have to do to get from point A to point B to hook up with somebody like you or me who are looking for properties, we're you know we're grinding, looking for deals. We want somebody that's compatible, right? I don't I don't want just any investor off the street. I want somebody that makes sense, that has the same mindset, same investment strategy, same risk tolerance and profile, same hold period, that kind of thing. So I think all that's a great consideration, just putting yourself in the mindset of that quote unquote, user being an investor. I mean, we're humans, right? We're looking for our wants and needs, desires. So having a tool to match that, I think goes a long way. That makes a lot of sense um, because you don't want to go into this investment with different expectations. If they want their money back to be in 18 months and you actually want to hold it for five plus years, yeah. then, then there will be conflict down the line. Absolutely. I, I like that a lot. No, great. I'm glad to uh, to help out some way. So I'm curious too. I mean, there's other syndication uh, under syndication platforms out there. What you know, what drove you to create your own? Why you know, I'm always an IT guy. I'm I'm always thinking, hey, I'm typically going to buy something before I can build it, just because it's usually cheaper to do it that way. But what led you to say, you know what? I don't like what's out there. I want to build my own. Um, there are the, the honest answer is by the time I start when I start building it, I didn't know there are that many out there. Okay. I know only the two uh, ones that are super dominant in this area uh, two years ago. Um, and I, uh, they are very, very expensive. Uh, but as I start building it, I found more and more competitors coming to the market. Right Now, the, this white label syndication tool is actually honestly not a huge market. It is less than a billion dollars for sure, maybe less than $200 million, actually the whole addressable market size. Um, so then it, I come in from tech um, and sometimes you get brainwashed for, for better or for worse that you want to think bigger. So, um, so to answer your question, initially I want to have a tool to solve for my own needs, but now I want to start thinking bigger. Instead of having a 1% chance of capturing 1% of the syndication tool market, uh, why don't I spend the same energy and try to capture that 1% of the real estate investment market in general? So that's what led me to build that investment platform, this kind of like dating part, in addition to just having the tool to raise money. Yeah, it's a good point. And it's funny you mentioned the size of the market, you know, because we're business people too, right? You and I both. And you think about 
you know, if you're in this business day to day or even week to week, it seems like, oh, this is a humongous universe. There's thousands of properties. It's really competitive. Like trying to get an offer in is really crowded. But if you step back and think about it and you compare it to like an Office 365 or Apple iTunes or something with like billions of users, it's really a very small microcosm of a market. So yeah. it's just, it's the perspective is everything, which is kind of funny, but. Yeah. So, exactly. so how does one go about finding it and, and operating it? Is, is it monthly subscription based? Is it a one-time fee? How, what does that look like? How do you, if you're interested in doing that, how do they find it and, and all that from there? Good, good question. So we are, we are the only software out there that serves both syndicators and investors, and we pay good attention to them. Uh, honestly, my mission is to help people become financially free uh, through real estate. I did that and I want other people to feel the same high. So the signup is free. Um, the, uh, almost everything is free. Um, you, don't get, you don't pay for any of that real estate syndication tool until you close on your first deal. And when you close on your first deal, you just pay $2,000 for the first two years of usage. If you do the math, that's less than $100 per month per property. And you pay it, you can pay it out of your closing costs or you can pay it out of your operating income, right? Um, yeah, so uh, super, super affordable. I am not in the business of making money on every syndication tool. I am in the, in the business of trying to make a way for syndicators and investors to connect and build that kind of relationships. And that's also free, you know, social network is free. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think it's a big idea. That's really cool. I mean, and what's uh, I mean, we'll get to this in the end in more detail. But what's the what's your website? How can people find uh, Cashflow Portal? Yeah, just just go to cashflowportal.com. Um, super easy. Um, yeah, and then you can just sign up for free. Awesome. You can't, you can't, it's hard to argue with free, man. It's uh, yeah. worst case, you, you, you know, you'll like try it out, you find a better fit or not, but it's, and it's hard to, to argue with that. I mean, a lot of the models I've looked at, um, you know, I won't mention any of the bigger names, but you know, as a first, second, third time syndicator, the, the fees can be pretty scary and daunting, right? If you're a startup and you've already got a lot of overhead, you're trying to put all your money into the property, you know, it's, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month is much more affordable. Some of these are, are four or five figures a month, depending on the scale. So yep. that's, I think yeah. that's where you guys set yourself apart. That's right. And it, yeah, I, it's, you know, I want you to get value out of it. So sign up, it's free. You can create a deal. You can run a distribution. You can assemble users. Um, you can see demos, schedule one. It's all free. Um, and I, I'm more looking for feedback and traction than trying to, you know, make a short-term profit out of this. Um, because if, you know, one day people like to come to the site to invest and discover new syndicators, um, this is going to be huge, right? We can, uh, we, we want to be uh, the replica for real estate where you can think of um, people get really excited about investing stocks. People get really excited about crypto. Why are people not excited about investing in real estate? Um, and if you can make investing in real estate sexy and cater to the millennials who like to YOLO and who like this very much in touch and uh, influenced by, you know, social media, it would be really cool if a, you know, say influencer said, I stay in this Airbnb with this amazing hot top. And guess what? I also invest in this Airbnb and you can too. Um, people would love to have a piece of that really, really shiny real estate and that makes money. Yeah. So 
I think you guys are under something special. It's really, it's really cool. So I got one, one other topic I wanted to cover. You've obviously, you built this product around raising capital and it's always something that I'm, you know, I was always interested to learn more and others have many, many questions about what are your best tips when you start off for a raise, what are your top two or three tips for, for maybe someone starting out or just a junior uh, capital raiser? What would be your tips to them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think in the multifamily game, I personally think that you need to have a sense of realism. Um, and, and, and that means if, you, if you're not accredited yourself, chances are you probably are not surrounding yourself with other accredited investors. First is to determine whether you should be equity raising yourself or you should be more boots on the ground or doing asset management or being um, a, a, or like a deal finder, right? Uh, don't try to do something that you have not built up that relationship yet, okay? So that's, that's become realistic. Now, assume you are accredited, you work in a high paying job and your network is like say doctors, lawyers, engineers, or entrepreneurs. Then, okay, then we're talking. In that case, um, I do not personally recommend that you create you know, a fancy website with a business card and go out and take these folks to lunch and dinner and tell them that I want to, uh, I want you to invest in my next apartment complex. That usually scares people off, in my opinion. Um, the way I did it, which may be non-traditional, is I work in a high-paying job and I have a high net worth uh, network of individuals that are you know, making good money. And on my first deal, I was spending about six months to 11 months trying to find that first deal. And remember in those three to six months, there are a lot of high net worth individuals that come to me and say, Perry, if you find a deal, please let me invest with you. You want that to happen. Now, I probably did it because I was lucky, uh, but I never like, I never pressure people to say, hey, if I find a deal, would you invest? I never post that question. And maybe uh, I don't need to post that question. So don't have a great answer. I'm not a big fan of someone who send out these, you know, weekly emails or monthly emails of, hey, you know, I'm working on this. You should invest. Um, you could have a very good superficial relationship with someone, but when it's time for people to put their money in your deal, it's actually usually based on something much deeper. And that usually is, do they trust you? Like, do they trust your reputation? Do they intrinsically trust you? Do they think that you're going to run away <laughs> if the deal is not doing well? Or they can always get a hold of you, right? And then the third thing there is, do you have the financial means to sustain any setback? And my answer is, um, is that I am I'm good on all three of them. I work at Lyft. You know, I'm not going to go anywhere. You can still ask me out for dinner. Uh, I have the financial ability to sustain any setback because I make at least, you know, decent income at Lyft. And am I trustworthy? I think I'm a good employee. So people trust me. That's really great. And it's always nice to hear different perspectives. I think yours is a little bit different too. A lot of times it's just people say, hey, start with education. And you go a bit beyond that saying, hey, start, be realistic, be pragmatic, relate to people, gain the trust, gain the credibility. And of course, you got to have the financial backing. So I think all that's been really great. So I want to wrap up. I want to thank you so much for your time, Perry. Um, last question. I know you mentioned uh, cashflowportal.com. How else can listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way is go um, go there. And then you can send me an email at perry at cashflowportal.com. 
Uh, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, uh, keep in mind that this dating profile is in beta. So you may have to contact me or contact support uh, for a free trial. Um, so we want to keep it to a pretty small number of wealth uh, vetted syndicators um, so that they can get more investors. Uh, yeah. And then the other way you, you can go on uh, Facebook and I meet there as well. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining, man. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.